This is True Parenting Audio, episode 23. Hey everybody, I'm Andy Smithson, and this is True Parenting Audio, the podcast where parents will find inspiration and practical parenting tips that not only change kids' behavior, but build powerful cycles of continuous growth in your family through the principles of teaching, relationship, and upgrading yourself. Thanks for joining us in this journey to be a true parent. On today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about how to peacefully teach and set clear limits, boundaries, and consequences with your child. This is a big issue with a lot of parents, uh, especially when they start looking at a true parenting kind of philosophy, which is is much more gentle, um, much more peaceful in its approach to discipline than than traditional parenting. And so parents want to know how to teach their kids right from wrong, even when we're not using things like punishment or harsh words, spankings, yelling, and all of those sorts of things. But it's really important to understand that true parenting and any of the more peaceful approaches to parenting out there They aren't a permissive sort of parenting method or approach. To be empathetic and to set clear limits, boundaries, and consequences with empathy and kindness, it does not equate to being permissive. I hope today's podcast will be helpful to parents that are trying to make that change um, and trying to be more, more mindful and more peaceful in our approach in disciplining our children. And I want to remind you that if there's anything while we go through this on the podcast that that you want to go back and read or, or print out, you can go to trueparenting.net and find the full article at How to Peacefully Teach and Set Clear Limits, Boundaries, and Consequences with Your Child. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Kids do all kinds of things that we don't like, things that actually drive us nuts. Sometimes they do things that are dangerous, things that scare us half to death. They cross lines and test boundaries. My oldest son climbs on everything. My second son is overly aggressive with his affection, especially with his baby sister. My third son struggles with hitting, pinching, and even biting when he becomes angry. This is all part of growing up. This is all part of being a parent. These little people we call our kids are trying new things and trying to figure out the world around them. In order for them to do this successfully requires that we set and help them understand limits, boundaries, and consequences. I love the way that Guinevere Simperingham explains our kids' process of learning how to interact appropriately and empathetically with the world around them. She says, Children mostly learn that they've crossed a line through the feedback of others. 
The image comes to mind of traveling in another country. There's a lot of strict cultural rules about what's okay and not okay, and we only learn that we've been inappropriate when we get the feedback. How scary. We truly hope that they had compassion for our lack of prior immersion into their culture and see our clumsiness as a lack of awareness rather than a lack of care or respect. Children learn about empathy mostly through the direct experience of being empathized with and following how that helps them feel better. That comes from Setting Limits with Love by Guinevere Simpringham at www.peacefulparent.com. Thanks, Guinevere. So limits, boundaries, and consequences. Oh my. Limits, boundaries, and consequences all work together with love and empathy to teach and help our kids perceive and interact with the world in positive ways. In this podcast, I'll address each concept of limits, boundaries, and consequences and some practical ways to understand and utilize them in positive, peaceful ways. So first, let's talk about setting limits. A limit is an imposed request or restraint on our child and is most often coupled with stating a clear consequence. Sometimes the natural consequence is simply built into the limit itself. Some examples may include the following. Lead with a positive, empathetic response. You may say to your son or daughter, you may go and play as soon as your room is clean. In this example, play is limited on conditions of the child completing his chore. The natural consequence is that he may choose when he will do the chore and thus postpone or move him toward his playtime. Set limits with love and firmness. Tell them how you feel and what you don't like as well as what you do like. Then reassure them of your unconditional love and regard for them. An example might include, I know you're frustrated right now. I don't like when you hit me. I like it when you ask me for the things you need. When your child asks to do something, for example, Mom, can I go to Jimmy's house? You could respond with, That sounds like a great idea for another day. Right now we're getting ready for dinner. If they continue to protest and ask why, simply and empathetically say, I know you really want to go. Sorry that's not going to happen tonight. If it still continues, just state that famous love and logic phrase, I love you too much to argue. Don't limit emotions. Limit behavior. Stop the behavior through direction, separation, and redirection. It's okay for your child to be upset about it, but it's important to separate the emotions from the negative behavior we wish to limit. For instance, it is okay to be angry, but hitting is not okay. No throwing toys because that hurts people and the toys. It may require that we take the toy or separate our child from the situation, but no punishment or further action is required. So the second thing I wanna talk about is setting boundaries. Boundaries are slightly different than limits in my mind, and I wanna share with you just a little bit of why I feel like they're, they're different and why it's important to, to set both limits and boundaries with our kids. 
So setting boundaries, a boundary is a statement of action of personal limits. It communicates, this is where I end and you begin. This is what I'm willing to do and what I'm willing to allow you to do or not to do to me. Dr. Henry Cloud describes it like your your own fence around your personal property that keeps the bad stuff out and your personal treasures in. This doesn't mean we never let anyone inside our boundary. It simply means that there's a clear boundary and a gate by which you can let others come and go in a way that is comfortable and wise. When kids make demands or requests on us, the following are some simple things that we can do to help set boundaries with our children in specific situations. Like when kids make demands or requests on us. My kids often make demands at the dinner table. They say things like, Dad, get me some water. Or, I want a different glass or plate or utensil. These demands are often made of my wife or me when we're busy preparing one of our small children's food or finally sitting down to eat our own meal. Sometimes parents respond simply by not responding. They ignore the request altogether. Sometimes parents snap back at the kids. Can't you wait a minute? I'll do it. Just wait. Sometimes parents just give in to the demand against their will. There's a better way that acknowledges the child's request but asserts our own personal boundary as well. We can say, I would love to get that for you as soon as I'm done fixing your sister's plate or after I'm done eating. If you don't want to wait, you're welcome to get it yourself. If you're not willing to do the task for your child at all, you can say, thanks for asking, I'm eating right now. If you would like water, you're welcome to get that yourself. Thanks. Another is to use yes as a boundary setting tool. When a child asks you to buy something for them at the store, say, yes, you're welcome to buy that with your own money if you would like to earn the money and bring that money with you the next time we come to the store. In essence, we're saying, no, I'm not going to buy that for you with my money, but we're not putting a limit on what they can do with their own money. This can artfully place appropriate boundaries out of what we're willing to do while also teaching them and motivating them to do things for themselves. Last, when a child hits or is aggressive, we can firmly state our own personal boundaries. I will not let you hit me, for instance. This may include backing away to get out of arm or leg range, putting a hand out to stop hits or kicks, or gently holding a child if they're receptive and need you to help them calm themselves. So the last part of this is to establish consequences. A consequence is simply the effect that follows any given action. Consequences are inevitable. They're natural and constant. There is no action that does not have a consequence. Kids sometimes struggle to see and understand the natural consequences of their actions and definitely struggle to anticipate consequences. It can be helpful for parents to teach kids about consequences and help them anticipate consequences that will arise, whether natural or imposed consequences. So first, 
educate them about positive and negative consequences. Consequences are not necessarily something we have to impose upon our children. It's not something that I do to my children, but it's just part of living. Consequences are best learned as they're woven into our our limit and boundary setting. It's important to teach our kids that consequences are not just negative things, but that all of their choices have consequences. Positive choices also provide positive consequences. I'm not referring to rewards that parents give, but just regular everyday benefits of making good choices. So second, allow natural consequences. Too often parents jump in and either overshadow the real life natural consequences of a situation by either giving a harsh punishment or unnecessary reward instead of simply letting them experience the natural consequences of a situation. If they choose not to complete their homework, for instance, Poor grades or other consequences at school may follow. If they refuse to get their shoes on before it's time to leave the house, when this is an age-appropriate thing for them to do, they get to carry their shoes with them to the car or go without shoes. When they refuse to go to sleep, they get tired. On the other hand, they feel good when they do something kind for a brother or a friend and they get to move on to playtime when they complete their chores. We all experience consequences in our everyday lives, and we learn from them without any lectures or punishments. One last thing in the area of setting consequences and teaching kids about consequences is to follow through with realistic, rational consequences. When people think of consequences, they most often think of groundings, taking privileges away, spankings, lectures, and other punishments, but these are neither necessary or effective for teaching positive skills and values. The more natural, realistic to life, and related to their behavior the consequence is, the more effective it is in teaching the desired lesson. When a child makes a mess, the logical consequence is that he cleans up after himself. When a child damages something, a natural consequence is that he replaces it. As referred to in the limit section, the natural consequences of a child refusing to do chores is that they postpone their own playtime. When we follow through with natural consequences and show empathy, we take the focus off of us and allow our child to learn from the consequences. It gives us opportunity to help our child to learn to solve their problems rather than causing them to blame us and see us as the problem. So I want to share with you as we as we wrap up, there are five important principles to remember when setting true limits, boundaries, and consequences with our kids. It can be helpful to evaluate the limits, boundaries, and consequences we set and how we set them in accordance with the principles of true parenting. Do our limits and the way we deliver them teach our child what we want them to learn? Do they build our relationship? And do they allow me to upgrade myself and improve my own boundaries? The following are five 
specific guidelines to help set limits, boundaries, and consequences that meet the principles of true parenting and promote positive ongoing cycles rather than simply demanding immediate compliance only. Number one, lead with the positive and with empathy. The connection and relationship between parent and child is one of the most important elements of setting positive, clear limits, boundaries, and consequences. When we approach a limit with understanding and with words that ignite positive, agreeable feelings, we find that kids are much more likely to cooperate. My wife's cousin recently shared the following story with me about my wife and my second son. She reported this. She said, Eli, my six-year-old son, was teasing and upsetting Emma, my two-year-old. Camille, my wife, was watching and recognized what was going on. Instead of saying, Eli, stop, or don't tease your sister, she kindly said, Eli, I don't think we've hugged today. Come over here and give your mom a big hug. He happily jumped up and gave her a big hug for a, a few seconds, and then magically he went about playing and not teasing his sister. I thought this was so awesome. This is such an incredible example of empathy and my wife recognizing my son's underlying need. She set a limit by redirecting his behavior to a more appropriate avenue and left the formal teaching for a later time. The need was met and the behavior stopped, all in a way that taught positive principles, built the relationship, and upgraded my wife's state of mind and being. I know, my wife is awesome. Number two is don't be afraid of no, but don't overuse it. Sometimes the best way to define or set a limit is with a gold, good old-fashioned no. However, I've found that when no is overused on every nitpicky little irritation, it loses its value and creates a negative atmosphere. Number three, don't set limits while sitting. Be actively engaged. When you sit back and bark out limits and orders from an armchair, our limits have no power. Move toward your kids and reach out to them. Deliver limits and boundaries at their level, both physically and developmentally, as well as emotionally. Number four, state what you will do or not do and do or don't do it. Try to focus on what you will do rather than on what they should do. Mean what you say and say what you mean. Be a mom or dad of your word. For example, if your child wants a different color cup than was placed on the table, you can say, I would love to get that when I'm done eating if you'd like to wait. I'm fixing food right now and eating my dinner. You're welcome to either get it yourself or wait for me to be done with my dinner. Number five, teach and plan during the good times. Use weekly family nights, playtime, or other fun and positive, positive times to be together and teach and plan appropriate social boundaries and show them what consequences might come in different situations. Use role plays and games 
to help them learn limits and cause and effect relationships. It doesn't have to be a struggle to set clear limits. It really can be fun. So in closing, I just want to uh, summarize a few things that we talked about today. First of all, that limits, boundaries, and consequences have some slight differences. First of all, setting limits with our children is, is a limit on, on them, on what they're doing or asking for or, or those types of things. It's a limit on their behavior. Now, boundaries are a positive or negative limit of ourselves. It's a, it's a boundary that you state that you don't want them to either cross or it's letting them know something that you will or will not do. And last, consequences are the effect of, of our behavior or actions. I encourage you to go back to trueparenting.net and look up the article and review some of the different scenarios and techniques that you can use in order to set specific limits, boundaries, and consequences with your kids. But also just want to remind you really quickly of the five important principles to remember when setting limits, boundaries, and consequences with our kids. The first is to lead with the positive and with empathy. Number two is don't be afraid to use no, but don't overuse it. Number three is don't set limits while sitting. Be actively engaged. Number four is state what you will do or not do, and then do or don't do it. Number five is to teach and plan during the good times. I hope the examples in this podcast and in this article have been helpful to you in finding ways to set limits and and boundaries with your kids without having to resort to punishment or spanking or yelling or any of those those other things that that really don't teach our kids what we want them to learn and don't build the relationship and take away from our own personal development as parents. And so in closing, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and for all of your support. If you haven't had a chance to get over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave a rating or review, I would love if you could do that. That really helps a lot. And give me your feedback on the podcast and on the website, on uh, the blog, and on Facebook. You can check us out at facebook.com slash trueparenting, um, or you can catch me on email at andysmithson at trueparenting.net. Thanks again for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you again soon. 